0: Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scani Johnny podcast. I am your not so humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, I bring you Aaron Cheddar Talk Lottom. Johnny, I am rolling.
1: How's it (laughs) going, John? Uh, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. It was super. I had a a nice weekend.
0: It was. uh, There there was plenty to do. It wasn't actually like a busy weekend for us, which was kind of nice. We normally, you know, five kids, you're just kind of running everywhere. We had. uh, uh, Let's see. I think we had. We had what was going to be a sleepover with the girls on uh, Friday night, but that fell through. And then there was the soccer game. And then, uh, Oh,
1: that's so great when sleepovers oh. fall through. Oh, my <laughs> God, it's the
0: best. <laughs> I went and painted ice for uh, the ice rink, uh, which was a new experience. I knew it was all painted. Hmm. Because anyone who's ever seen, when they take the ice out of the ice arena, the, the ground is just regular concrete. I mean, there's sure, obviously, sure. there's, you know, free on every, whatever it is, underneath there cooling everything once they turn it on. Um, yeah. But the ice actually is, you don't just like flood it. Ice goes on in layers, right? Mm-hmm. So what they, they have this thing that just throws out mist and you have to just walk the whole thing. And so, so they crazy. put down four layers of mist the other day. So there's a very thin sheet of ice, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we put on four new layers with a white paint powder in it to, because you ever seen a sheet of ice, it looks white. Well, if you don't put paint in it, it's just like a weird gray, right? Because Especially when you put on ice cleanly and it freezes quickly like that, mm-hmm. um, it's very clear. Right. Uh, so yeah, I left before they started putting on decals and all that stuff, but I was there to paint the ice. Um, took several hours to go get that done. Then they were going to start running lines and painting lines and, well, and laying you can down see it too. decals. Like
1: if there's because it, it's deep down. I mean, what that paint's yeah. probably about an inch under the ice. But every once in a while, they get a good divot or something like that, and a little bit of painted ice will go flying.
0: But yeah, yeah. And it's got to be something you can melt and remove that won't stain the concrete because you don't want to do that. You want to just take it all away. So, yeah, it's it's a specific type of paint and you just put it in this big thing and you're spraying a big line of mist all over and it just drops and freezes very quickly. So it's well, and, and a lot of people
1: I, I'm guessing a lot of people who have never been to an actual game um, uh, don't realize that most of the decals on the ice in an NHL game aren't actually there.
0: Oh yeah, when you're when you're watching at home,
1: yeah, when yeah. you're watching on TV, like there's there's a whole bunch of decals on the ice and stuff like that. Most of them aren't actually there. Yeah, if you, you know, see the so,
0: ones in NHL, a lot of the the sideboards are just white, and they put up the the graphics there. Correct. Or they change yeah, them as they go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: CGI is great, but uh, yeah, no, I I learned that when I was up at UW Sphere at Westman Arena. Uh, one of our sergeants that I. Deployed with the first time John uh he was, a, Can't I put choice like this, but he uh, ran the Zamboni machine and he worked for the UW, uh, he worked for UW Spear and he was the r- rink maintenance guy. And I remember that too, because I always thought that they would just like put out like, a, a you know, at the time, like a screen printed canvas, you know, that was the size of the rink and then freeze on top of it. Because I mean, that makes logical sense, but now that's not how that works at all. It's you they actually paint those lines in there and somehow they still look sharp hmm but yeah, yeah no that would have been i've never seen it done that's actually that's super cool
0: yeah that was kind of fun but and that, uh, would, makes, that, and
1: that, would, and that would make sense why they can take a hockey arena and make it look like a uh and clear it out completely for um a figure skating event
0: yeah and they gotta yeah change other no things yep
1: yeah they just melt uh, it all uh, and then just refreeze it with nothing underneath it so
0: all right well just for a break here i'll <coughs> mention that we are on twitter still um i'm also we on mastodon are. but i i I haven't really pushed my mastodon account. I don't put almost anything on there at this point. Um, you can find the show at Scanni Johnny Pod. You can find me at Not So Humble Host. And Aaron, I know you're on Twitter. Would you let the wonderful people know how to find you?
1: You can find me at Cheddar Talk John. And uh, it's interesting that we were talking about mastodons before the show, but yeah, mastodons we there. And uh, I just want to throw this one out here. A lot of people don't know this: uh, the new thread. Through meta. Oh. um if if you do it and you link it to your instagram account and then you decide that you want to cancel thread because thread sucks i've heard from a lot of sources <laughs> uh you'll have to delete your instagram uh instagram account as well so <laughs> that's that's that was zuckerberg's um you know poison, poison pill.
0: pill yeah yeah See, we it, is did that, the same is time. that is
1: that you signed up for it and then you're like well this sucks i'm gonna delete this well okay now you're gonna lose your instagram too well now and that's how it's going to be. Look, I got 150 million followers in the first week. It's because they can't delete their accounts, because most of them had Instagram accounts. And so it wouldn't affect me. I don't have Instagram, but I don't know from from what I've heard in the reviews that uh, Thread is thread. Uh, the algorithm sucks. You, can't, you don't it 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 decides who you want to follow. Not it just des- it decides who you want to follow. Not you follow who you want to follow. And uh, in the end, it's just basically Twitter from. Uh, 15 years ago, and Twitter still, even in, even though in its decline, is still way better, mm-hmm. just because of the infrastructure in place, so yeah. All right. At Cheddar right. Talk, at Cheddar Talk, John. Cheddar <laughs> like cheese, talk like what comes out of your mouth, Cheddar Talk.
0: Okay. Well, we'll put everything else into our show, and we'll start that right now with the segment of our show that we like to call Our Main Event. Starting things off with The Main Event. So, Aaron, we have now reached the All-Star break. And there's a Home Run Derby is happening. Well, it just finished up as, as we were um, pre-gaming our, our show here. Oh, really? Uh, Who won? Vlad, uh, I guess. I, I I don't watch the Home Run Derby as much anymore. Okay, Like, it's interesting. It is an interesting show. I'm just, I'm not making time for it, I guess, uh, as I would with an actual sports event. Like, when I'm watching the Brewers, I can just walk around with my phone with it. I could do that now, but I've just, uh, I mean, it's fun. But I'm, I just mm-hmm. didn't watch it this year. I didn't watch it last year. Um, but, yeah, I guess the best part is um, Julio Rodriguez, J-Rod, had a very good uh, series. Like he got to the finals against Vlad uh, Jr. And that's awesome because he's the hometown kid playing You know, the home run derby in the stadium where he plays. So, I mean, I guess you feel comfortable there. But it's also so great for the fans because, uh, I mean, the tickets are mostly local people there. Uh, I mean, I don't know how far I would fly to watch a home run derby, uh, but it's exactly. it's it's less than Seattle, we'll say. <laughs>
1: someone someone would have to give me a ticket to that game, and then I would consider trying to buy an, a plane flight. But then I mean, lodging too. Ah, no, no,
0: no. I don't know. So yeah, that's it's fun. It, it's a, it's a nice event uh, where the Brewers end up. The first half is one game out of first place in the Central. All right, and. Gained that game back by taking two out of three against Cincinnati at home. Uh, <laughs> you know what? The single most Im- important part of this entire series, though, was that second game. Uh, it was a five to five game. Cincinnati had fought their way back because it was four to one early on, mm-hmm. um, and with two outs and an O, I believe it was O two count. It was it was O two or one two. He had two strike count. Uh, Eli De la Dillacruz. This kid, I, he's going to be a thorn in Brewers' sides for forever. You get
1: that feeling, don't uh, you? Yeah,
0: he's like 6'10", he's 5 years old, he smacks dingers. No, I, he's obviously shorter than that and older than that, but not by insane amounts. Too much. Uh, he's Yeah, it's just, we'll say he's closer to 5 than I am, and that's about all you need to know.
1: Well, he'll, uh, be, he'll be a thorn in the side of the Brewers for about three more years, and then he'll be a thorn in the side of all the rest of the teams in the AL East.
0: Well, we'll see. I forget how much time they have controlling his contract, but they'll okay, hold him for, for a good you know, long you, know, long. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, five, seven years, somewhere in there. But, yeah, yeah a while. And, man, is he scary. He, everybody's seen this by now, I think. But he's still second on what was actually a fairly decent throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, can, I think it was Contreras behind the plate that day. But it one hopped, which slowed it up. He had to throw from his – he could not get up. You know, he's thrown mm-hmm. from the crouch, from his knees. Uh, because Delacruz didn't even get that good a jump. Like, it wasn't that good a jump, but that dude is so fast. He -hmm. has the fastest measured speed in baseball this year. In fact, his measured speed is equal to the end around that uh, Christian Watson had against the Bears. He is Christian Watson fast and can hit. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, the, the stealing home that he did shows you that he is just a baseball savant. He understands the game and the feel of things because I, I don't know if you saw this, but I mean like the steal home was after he stole third and they couldn't even throw the ball over because Brett Anderson didn't move. So there's right. nobody on third. Cause uh, who
1: steals third these days. Nobody.
0: Right. It's hard, especially with a left-handed batter. Right. And so he steals third and then, they throw the ball back to the pitcher, who then starts walking back to the mound. And Delacruz just kind of hops a little bit and then takes off. And you can just, like, just just could not get the pitcher to turn around and whip that ball in before he could get home. It shows, first off, the, the sheer athleticism of that. Right. He has, he's been up for like a month. He came up after the Brewers last played the Reds, right? Like, because he was not there the last time. He came up, like, the following week. And he already has 16 stolen bases. I mean, he had three of them there. He had 13 coming into that game and then stole second, then third, then home in order on two pitches. Right. There were only two right. pitches. That guy is incredible. Um, as far as the Brewers go, Yellowish continues to hit well. We got what should have been. I mean, Adamus had a fantastic game in that second game against the Reds. And it kind of all went for not getting him up for one. And he's got two dingers. And it, I mean, I, I saw an interesting stat. And obviously, this game is now kind of the outlier. But the Brewers coming into that game had the best what was it, was the best record in in games in which they have scored four runs or more. And obviously, they scored five there and lost. But the Brewers, if they score four runs, are almost guaranteed to win. But the problem is, of course, that we've lost 42 times, and that means we didn't score four runs in something like 39 games or something. <laughs> you know, it's like, ugh. uh, I mean, at least in those ones. But, yeah, it's the Brewers have had more offense in the last month now, and it's been it's been very helpful. We still need to figure out several things on this team. We are not getting any hitting out of second base because uh, we've tried Urias – And we have tried Terang. We sent Urias back down uh, because Terang's glove is better. And you just, he has been fantastic in the field. Uh, His hitting has got to come around yet. He's a young guy. I think he'll get to it. Uh, And everybody needs to be patient with that part of his game. But yeah, he's, we're not getting hitting out of second base. You just need a guy who gets on base. You know, he doesn't need to do a ton, but he does need to get on base. And we're not getting out of third base what you need to if you really want to compete. I mean, Brett Anderson has been a great find for a guy we went out and got. uh, Some guy they found who can do a lot of things and has been very good uh, defensively for the most part. Not great, um, but he's been a solid third baseman. But man, would we love to have somebody who could, you know, Josh Turner, who we have been close to signing but have not signed each of the last two years now. Uh, That would have been a massive difference to this team at this point, I think. And you know, for starting pitching at this point, we're relying on Wade Miley and uh you know Teron to carry this team at this point. Uh Burns had a good game. Burns had a very good game and the team rallied around and scored points for Burnsy. Mm-hmm. Uh but it he's been up and down. He's got an ERA around four. Uh Peralta's good every other game. Mm-hmm. Uh and sometimes they outscore whatever he gives up, but not always. It's been hard. So getting some stuff out of different places. We've put a lot of strain on a bunch of our bullpen. Strzelecki mm-hmm. kind of started off good, got to middling, and, and now he's kind of fallen off. And I think it's just like we need them to play in one-run games all the time. And that wears on people. Uh, but still, like, uh, Pyamps has been very nice. Uh, Devin Williams, besides the you know blowing two saves this year, has been yeah. very good. He's an all-star. Burns got added to the All Star list too, and yeah. on top of that, we've got now, um, oh, Uribe, who young kid they just brought up. Uh, yeah. He's looked phenomenal. He's got great speed. He's got great movement on a fastball. Uh, so there's there are good things to look at with this team for a team that is you know middling, right? I think this yeah. is expectation. I mean, that's
1: a good way to put it. I mean, it's an expectations probably gonna, game. Probably going to win the Central. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see <laughs> by accident. I'm not sure. And it's it, it be, the Brewers always tend to have a better second half of the season. I guess I, I, I mean, in other than the, um, at
0: least other than the implosion last year after the trade,
1: well yeah do no, we don't talk about that yeah we don't but that's, talk that's... About Br- we don't talk about bruno and we don't talk about the last <laughs> half of last year when when basically I, I put my fan card down on guest services and said i'll i'll be back next spring to get this but i am turning this in for the rest of the season um yeah and uh, yeah i actually so i was really quiet there for a little bit i had uh when we were up north uh this last weekend i heard all the games on the radio i hadn't seen anything uh, that de la Cruz steal of home was stupid. It's Anyways, crazy.
0: It's crazy.
1: God, that was that's cherry picking at it, its finest man. Wow. That was and he didn't even it wasn't even like it was close at home either. It was ridiculous. Anyways, um yeah, that kid it's gonna be a pain in the yeah.
0: Yeah uh, fantastic.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think the I think it's it's it is interesting. Um was it Lane? It may have been Lane Grindel on the I'm not sure. The the other one besides Bob Bucher. Was, Grendel, uh, the
0: guy who fought with Beowulf.
1: Yeah. No, I'm... <laughs> yes. Grendel. No. Yeah. No. no. Whoever the the opposite of you Kurt. the Burrs are right up no. to 53 players uh played this year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which we
1: thought was a big number at the end of last year. It's not even the all-star game, and they've played as many <laughs> players as they did last year. And that was stupid last year. I mean, they've it, it there's the revolving door, um, it's it's it, you can tell it's a rebuild on the fly and it sucks for the Corbin Burns and the uh, Brandon Woodruffs of the world even though Woodruff's are injured now too so i mean basically just burnsy you know yeah. everybody else it's uh um it, 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 it's nice to see Yelich coming back the way he is right now but mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of anything else really that's i mean Adamish has some flashes every once in a while um Urias isn't yeah. what we thought he was going to be Rowdy's been
0: missing an action. very just very you know.
1: disappointing at best I mean some flashes here and there but not really um not in a while not in a while I mean it seems like every time I'm at a game he does well but uh I don't make it to that many games so <laughs> maybe I need to be a season ticket holder that's gonna cost me a lot in gas <laughs> um but I'm it's just I don't know it's they're still in it. You you can't, you can't complain about that. And especially with all this, all the struggles they're going to have now with all the stadium issue stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, and you know, the threat of moving the team yet again, Yeah, we go, you know, which is the biggest BS thing ever. It's a, it's the biggest money grab that major league baseball can do. Hey, Milwaukee, we're going to take your team away from you. Well, what about like, yeah, well, look what happened in Oakland. And it's like, yeah, Oakland Coliseum's a dump, and has been a dump for twenty-five years. It's been a dump longer than AmFam Field's been in existence, you know. Yeah. And so, and then like, yeah, Yeah. it's really hard to. Well, we're gonna move them to Nashville, all right? Well, Nat, you know, Nashville has pretty good crowds for the for our AAA affiliate, you know. So. (laughs) But it's like I, I don't know. Like, I I'm not sure who else to compare it to. But like when the White Sox can't pull as many people on a regular basis as the Brewers can, it's such an empty threat, you know. And
0: yeah, no, that's a good point. It, yeah. And it,
1: it's always it's always based on Milwaukee, Minnesota, and it worked in Montreal. They didn't contract them, but they moved them, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. And it's like. In Kansas City, you know, they won a World Series 10 years ago. Yeah, well, they've been horse bleep ever since then.
0: Yeah, cuz they know? they had to they had to go back down and and rebuild and they got a couple of good guys down there now, but they're pretty young yet and they got to bring up some more. You know,
1: Colorado, you know, okay, Denver's a big city, great. But they've never done anything either. And the Brewers have a fan base that is passionate and that shows up. Mm-hmm. You know, you like even on the bad years and the Brewers haven't been a bad team, but they're going to, they're going to go through with this. And you know, Antanasio is not he's red handed as it is. Cause yeah. that's what they do. Like, Hey, I don't want to pay for the stadium. I need you to come in here. And uh, you know, there's only 30, there's only 30 owners. And the, and the, and the commissioner works for the 30 of them. Yeah. And when he says, Hey, I'm not going to pay for the stadium. That's when you have the commissioner come in and go, Hey, so I was looking around here and this stadium kind of sucks. You know, I don't think it's fit for a Major League Baseball team.
0: Yeah, he's covering for the owner. Do. Right, he, he takes the fire for the owner, basically. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll say Atanasio has put a ton of his money into that stadium, but what he's saying is, is he's reached a point where there's a bunch of maintenance he doesn't want to pay for, and he would rather that that come from somewhere else. Um, and in fairness, I would like other people to pay for my stuff, too. I mean, that I would mean, be cool. It would be I cool. Mean,
1: been, my back deck needs to be replaced. And honestly, it's not in my budget with us trying to finish the basement right now. <laughs> so, I mean, if somebody else would want to pay for that, you know, and maybe actually, you know what? I'm sick and tired of, uh, you know, paying for my basement, you know. So if someone right. else wants to pay for that before they come over.
0: I would welcome awesome. them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'd be welcome to come over here. And I got some painting people could do. It'd be so, cool. So
1: what I'm thinking about doing is asking for a referendum in the city of Janesville have all the other taxpayers in my neighborhood pay for my back deck you gotta go somewhere else because i hold because i hold barbecues back there and we shoot off fireworks from back there
0: well atanasio doesn't live in milwaukee he doesn't pay taxes there uh so you what you need to do is you need to get the people of beloit to pay for your deck
1: uh got it all right i'll go with that no i'm gonna i'm gonna even further down i'm gonna go into another state i'm gonna get people from loves park illinois to you know, oh, yeah, my, de- my back. Deck.
0: Those people that? are into paying for stuff uh, loves park. I mean, if they don't, then they need to change their name to don't really loves park. Hate uh, hates park. Hates park. Hates park. Or just hates you hates you park. Just, you know, lukewarm park. Uh, I
1: hate I hate you park. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we just got
1: for reference, everybody. You can listen to us on the I Heart radio app. The iHeartRadio yeah, course. Scotty Johnny podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. So I mean like it's been it's been a pretty decent month. The Brewers really should have oddly I'll say this, the Brewers should have won 3 of the games against the Cubs, but you know, one of the ones they won should have been the one they lost. Uh they should right. have won uh on Tuesday was Thursday, but they won on Monday and Thursday. Uh, so that's that's the weird part of it. Uh cuz Monday they really should have lost that game, but then they came back taking two out of four there after getting the big Uh, series against the Pirates, uh, getting two out of three from the Reds. Keep winning series, and you're going to find yourself in a good spot. Brewers are going to have, you know, until Friday. So we'll only have three games to talk about next week, and it'll be the Reds again. And then uh, we're going to have – we're basically going to be done with the Reds by the end of this month because we're going to play three games in Cincinnati coming right out of the All-Star break next weekend, uh, and that should be fun. And then we'll be playing in Philadelphia – Against wasn't the, the Phillies, wasn't
1: that the bit last year? Didn't didn't we play Pittsburgh like a four game set before the All Star game and then a three game set? I right think after that's the correct. All-Star that game? sounds it right. Like, it was some ridiculous thing like that. They played them like seven times in nine games or something like that. It was yeah.
0: Yeah, and then then the Brewers would get to come home play the Braves and then the Reds again. And I will be at the the Saturday game for the Braves. Uh, it's our family uh, game. It's gonna be fantastic. And as, as I've I believe I've said on this podcast before, I have inherited. Uh, just by osmosis and all this, um, my father's hatred of the Braves. Uh, there's no yeah. reason for it other than it's that. Interesting. They left okay. Milwaukee when my dad was was younger, oh. and he hates them for that. And so then I hate them for him because right. that's reasonable. He, he hurt my family. Uh, and I don't have to like a team that left our I state. mean, I guess
1: it's an interesting take, I guess. But, yeah, yeah I, I suppose. Yeah.
0: I've inherited it from my dad. It's, it's 100%. I grew up, they were on TBS all the time. So everybody's like, oh man, the Braves were always on. And I was like, and I always hated them. And they're like, what? Like the 90s Braves were awesome. I'm like, hated every minute of that. Hated them because my dad hated them. And I was growing up in that house. <laughs> so, and I just hate them with him.
1: <laughs> so he so he really he really appreciated that they only won one, one World Series in that entire stretch. They were the Green Bay Packers of the 1990s <laughs> of baseball. They
0: really were. That's such a great picture. We're, we're going to roll out
1: Glavin Smoltz. Uh, Maddox and uh, two other Cy Young candidates in any other year, and uh, we're still only going to get one World Series out of it. So
0: Yeah. yeah. So I'm just trying to double-check on this here, too. Yeah, we got to... The Brewers are going to have to make hay this month, because after this month, they will not play the Reds again. Mm-hmm. So July, they will play three games uh, away, three games at home, and then they will not play the Reds again for the rest of the year. That is it. This, uh, this is the head-to-head that will get us a chance to jump ahead of them. It is the easiest right. way to get ahead of somebody is in the games where you play them because you don't have to wait to see if they lose to someone else. Right, uh, but those are the ones they got to get. Getting, we do still have a home and home against the Braves yet this month, who are the hottest Gross. team in baseball, the best oh team God. in baseball. It's gonna be, yeah, they are. It's gonna be rough. They are like
1: thirty-two uh, games over five hundred right now.
0: It's crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're the
1: World Series favorites, and it's not even close.
0: So. Like the Phillies have been on a really good. Tear. Why did we
1: get rid of Garcia? <laughs>
0: Everybody hated how he couldn't hit, and I kept telling people like he's hitting fine, and he's a fantastic no, he glove.
1: Was the, he was a clutch hitter in the playoffs.
0: He too. was for us. He 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 won a game uh, out there I mean, in LA basically, and
1: right. And he is a slick fielding shortstop, man. That yeah. dude. Is, all he's done since the, he's left the Brewers is be good.
0: Yeah, I everyone. didn't want to get rid of him. I thought he was fantastic. I thought we should have kept him, and I've said There's that on this show. Plenty uh, of
1: others we could. have. Yes, we. I think we both did. But plenty of other other players we could have gotten rid of. You know?
0: Yeah. Go back and watch everything I have on here. If you go listen to us, I've always been a big fan of Arcia. Uh, I I loved him. There were times where he struggled with his bat, but he's got he's got a swing. He just needed to keep going with it, and now he's showing you how much you know. I mean, Adamus is also a great fielding shortstop with power hitting, uh, and does a lot of great things. So I mean, either way, the Brewers aren't aren't suffering from not having another great shortstop. But yeah. Um,
1: but what if Adamus was our third baseman?
0: Well, oh yeah, about no, that? that'd be fine. That'd be way better <laughs> than what we've got.
1: Or our uh, second baseman, and then we
0: could just tell him just hit dingers. You don't even have to worry about hitting for just, average because you're our third baseman.
1: Just, just um, but just pivot, just pivot on that back foot and just let her fly. Just go just from give her. foot to chin, swing from foot to chin, and see what happens.
0: Take it you know? all the way, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of third base, though, like
1: you can hit top golf, you know. Right.
0: Uh, the Brewers, the, the this is one of the funniest things. The Major League Draft is right in the middle of the season. Like, it's the all star break, and here we are with the Major League Baseball draft happening at this point. And it goes on forever, anyone who doesn't know. But in the first round, pick 18, the Brewers get Brock Wilkin, uh, who, when I looked at this, he set Wake Forest's freshman home run record with 17 his freshman year. Last year, he hit 31, which set, and, and then also set the like season and career home run records for Wake Forest. Got them into the College World Series. He also, this season, set the Wake Forest record for walks. So he's got some patience. He's got a a good eye. He does take strikeouts, obviously. He's a power hitter. Sometimes you're throwing that bat as hard as you can at something that you're not aiming as well. You don't shorten up your stroke when you're a big hitting power guy. He is 6'4", 225, third baseman. I mean, we're not going to see him this year, obviously. It's nothing like that, but I mean, it's good well, to no, see. Well,
1: no, and when you brought it up, I just quick picked it up uh, real quick here. Uh, who's the last legitimate third baseman we had?
0: I was just Eric, going to ask you uh, that. I mean, Aramis
1: Ramirez at the end of his career?
0: Casey Am McGee? Uh, no, uh,
1: I was going to say Amram. Like,
0: yeah, no, he was He was legit. Aramis
1: uh, Ramirez, like he in 2014, hold on a second, I'm scrolling across here. Uh, 2013, 2014, he hit... Two eighty three and two eighty five, um, you know, and it's last year was a little bit down, but it was the last year he played in the major leagues, you know. So, uh, I mean, was that was he the last one? I mean, he hit he didn't hit a whole lot of home runs at that point. He was past his home run days, but I mean, the last productive third baseman we had.
0: I'm just trying to see who our other third baseman have been uh, over the last several. I'm mean, just last, trying to go pro- back. And the back. last
1: super productive third baseman we had was uh, either. Paul Molitor, Dante Bichette.
0: Are you telling me it's not Eric Sogard? Wait, don't yeah. tell me because it's not. No. Um, uh, Moustakas.
1: Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, we did get Moustakas. Yeah, I feel bad. Now that was a bad play. Yeah, no Moose when he was here. Yeah, but then Moose, going... is, such, Moose is such a weird player though because he was here for what two, three years. Yeah. So I mean, no longer than Amram, and plus half the time with a shift that you know before it was illegal, you know he was playing back behind second base some of the times.
0: Yeah and uh the last year That's he was right, yeah, with no. the brewers he hit I'm, 35 home runs
1: no i was gonna say yeah i was gonna and uh, someone out there someone out there was yelling moustakis you idiot yeah moustakis god moustakis is on the scene i'm sorry him and Grandal, like they're just such blips i mean i don't know why i went back to amram oh, he was only here for three years but
0: yeah and we had shaw for a little bit and he was doing great
1: I mean, the mayor of ding dong city was great but he wasn't he
0: good. wasn't there for that long no he was here for I mean, he yeah. was at he was great for about two years, and then he kind of. I, I fell mean, off.
1: and like, and by great we mean good, like
0: thirty yeah. home runs, yeah, and yeah. a guy who could and, play the and, position.
1: And, and, yeah, exactly, but nothing to write home about. Like, you know, it's kind of like what we do with Rowdy Teles. It's like, well, he's a legitimate first baseman. Like, he looks apart, he acts apart. You know, he hits like the part, but it's like now it's like here we go again. Like, it's not, yeah. you know, it's it's not. He could what play for half be. the
0: teams in the league at this point. Like you could put him on,
1: right? Something right. like exactly.
0: Twenty nineteen. He's, he's, not, he's not excelling. No,
1: By any way, shape, or form. He's barely staying above the Mendoza line. I think he's still—is he still yeah. at twelve home runs? I didn't hear him home oh. run this weekend. So yeah. I mean, he's been on twelve home runs since like mid-May.
0: No, he hasn't hit, I anything because he's on the injured list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that shows how. Forearm oh, yeah. That's thing, right. Yeah, yeah um, we talked about that. Owen a bit Miller.
1: Owen Miller was on first base. Never mind. I knew yeah, that. Sorry, geez, my bad. Yeah
0: um, Mike Moustakis in 2019, uh, two fifty four average and 35 home runs.
1: No, I mean, too, how yeah. great is that? Yeah. That's no, what, that's, that's what, what you, you want. That's I uh, am I'm, I'm, winding no, I'm saying like, right if we could
0: just get that, that's, yeah, that's no, what that's, you want. On third those base. are
1: good. The, those are good. I mean, those are Mike Schmidt numbers. Yeah. That's nice. Argu- arguably one of the best third baseman of all time. Like, yeah, you got, he just hit, he hit better for a little bit higher average, but I mean, those were the kind of numbers that he hit. Yeah. You know, if you do that every year, you go to the Hall of Fame at third base. <laughs> if, if you hit 254, 35 home runs and 100 RBIs every year as a third baseman, you're going to the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah. Because that's like... what's
1: expected out of that. I mean, maybe that's a little hyperbole. Mike Schmidt was one of the Because you play 10
0: ever. years doing that, you're going to have 350 home runs.
1: Right. But no, I'm That'll just be great. Yeah,
0: you're right. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. That's exactly but, right.
1: No, I feel bad. 2019 was a good year. They should have won the World Series that year. Yeah. That was that was that was the year. That really we had
0: was. Eric Thames and Jesus Aguilar playing first base. We had Mustakis backed up by Travis Shaw. Yeah, we had Ben Gamel as the the fourth outfielder,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and 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 Arcia, and Arcia and Arcia was still our shortstop. Correct, Arcia was our shortstop with 15 home runs, batting mm-hmm. Uh and Keston Hira betted three oh three that year with yep. uh, 19 home runs. Yeah, everybody was doing exactly what they were supposed to do that year. Um, he got forty-four home runs and a three twenty-nine batting average out of Yelich. Yeah, everyone was the the best versions of themselves that year. No,
1: I mean Yelich. Yelich was. I mean, yeah. Speaking of Hall of Fame performance, that's he was he was stupid that year. Yeah, but anyways, crazy. yeah. That was right. that was that was the year. Let's not cry over it. Don't yeah. cry for me, Argentina. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it's. I, I am glad to see, because first off, the, the Brewers have a ton of outfielders right now, like a crazy number of outfielders mm-hmm. in there. Because we weren't even counting on Weimer at certain points of this year, but Weimer came up and looked good. Freilich is still down there. Uh, Chario is still argue, down there. Argue, Mitchell is still out best, there.
1: Arguably, their best player in the entire organization is still not up here yet.
0: Yeah, Freilich and, and Chario are still down there. Mitchell's hurt um yeah we're running with Blake Perkins in right field for right now that's not great so once Freilich is healthy again that could be interesting grab
1: one of those taller outfielders that's doing well and teach him how to play first base yeah
0: well yeah we need that in the third baseman so drafting a good power hitting third baseman makes me happy uh because yeah that's
1: that's how this all started yes yeah yeah. yes so we'll see him in five years
0: (laughs) yeah probably but well, if, that was
1: that was something that I heard about on the show. I won't talk about because Pete said I shouldn't talk about a show from Minnesota. Huzzah. But that's what they were talking about: uh, how the Major League Baseball draft is did a really good job this year of trying to make hype it up because the NBA tried to hype it up like the NFL draft this year. You know, it was the first time the NBA draft really kind of tried to do that, and Major League Baseball did in tow. And unlike NFL and NBA, you know, like NBA players, you'll either never see them or you'll see them this year. You know. They're not yeah. going to hang around. There's, you know, they're not going to hang out in the G league for maybe more than a year. Right. Um, right. Uh, NFL. They're either going to contribute this year on, on day one, day one players, day two players, day one, for sure. Day two, about 50, 50 day three, whatever. Um, they're going to, you're going to see those players contribute this year, you know, and unless it's a Patrick Mahomes kind of deal, but still it's going to be for the same team. And they're going to sit on that player. You know, you don't waste a first round draft pick in the NFL. Major League Baseball has got an uphill uh, battle with that because, you know, you draft somebody, you know, like the, the Twins drafted this uh, uh, a crazy power hitting outfielder, mm-hmm. hit like he, right out of high school, right? Yeah. Getting like 700 in high school and just bashing the ball all over the place. It, it, you know, as a Twins fan, you're like, oh, sweet, this is awesome. Well, who knows if you're ever going to see that player?
0: Or if he's part of a trade to get somebody right 75%, now, seventy-five
1: percent, seventy-five percent chance that he, because to, that's that's how hard it is to make it a major league baseball. Seventy-five percent he's going to wash out or never make it to the major leagues. Or yeah. if he does, he'll just never be that big. Or he'll be like you were just going to allude to. He's going to be traded off as part of something to someone for something down the road. Like there's a good chance you're never going to see that guy play. There's no there's no way like your 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 first ever your first. The first overall guy taken from LSU, who's a pitcher, he he'll probably play this year. You'll, they'll probably see him in the major leagues this year. That's how good yeah, his I stuff mean, is. Yeah, but I mean that's still that that's still questionable. Baseball is such a weird thing. Like you don't know.
0: Well, Strasburg, who was the most anticipated pitcher, probably of a generation. Yeah, um, I mean, still had yeah. to pitch minor leagues for half a season to a season, and we were all looking for him, like, coming out right. of San Diego State. Man, um we all heard about him in college cuz he was he was phenomenal. Like this his stuff was great. Uh carried that team quite a ways cuz he was amazing. Yeah, and he didn't come like first day, let's line him up out here. He took some time and then came up. So even him uh Chris Bryant was a guy everybody knew was coming up and the Cubs played him, you know, they they messed with him, held him back as long as they could to specifically get an extra year of contract out of him. Right. Cuz baseball okay. contracts are weird.
1: And that's what they're bringing up, too. Like, you don't that's if you don't, if you bring them up too early to the major leagues, you're going to lose contractual. Op, you're going to lose them contractually, you know, mm. and even Strasburg, like he came up fast. Where's Strasburg now?
0: Well, he's he's hurt and he's done basically. Right. I mean,
1: he's done. He's been done for. I mean, he was really good. I mean, he was really good. I'm not trying to take that away, but he was supposed to he was going to be a Hall of Famer. Well, and. He came and he was really good. And then he just flared uh, out.
0: Yeah. And like Tony corn has always talked about and he called him the orchid because he's a hothouse flower. He, if it's 72 and sunny, he can really pitch, but you know, he had a lot of things where it was really dependent. And when he was on, he was untouchable. Yeah.
1: But, so. but that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's the uphill battle with the major league baseball, trying to sell the draft, you know, right. it's like, cause you don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, it's, they, they it's just announced plan. the other day, you know, who's starting for the uh, St. Paul saints tomorrow. No. Dallas Keichel.
0: Oh, really? That's amazing.
1: That's that's the AAA affiliate of the Twins now. Huh. Fun. Which is a cool thing, by the way. Their AAA affiliate is just over in St. Paul.
0: I just yeah, saw. That,
1: a, that's super cool. But, I mean, they said yeah. Dallas Keichel was starting. Or no, that would have been today. Sorry, today. The last day before their all-star break as well. Yeah. Um, no, no, yesterday. Sorry. I, I just a saw a St.
0: Saint Paul Saints but, yeah, they jersey. Said, they said D- the Dallas Keichel,
1: And I'm like, Dallas Keuchel? I remember when the Brewers were going to try and get Dallas Keiko, but he was untouchable because of his salary. I mean it's right. just, you know.
0: Yeah, he was great for a, like two years.
1: Like literally a year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He he carried it into the next year and then he had nothing after that. But yeah.
1: No, after he but, signed a giant contract. Yeah, Right. he was. Yeah.
0: Did the Sean Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: The, the Alexander shuffle, yeah. Hey, here we go. Da, 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 but did you bring up the draft? Sean Sean Alexander screwed over like five generations of running backs because of Right. That.
0: Well, and you, you bring up the draft and the NBA trying to get everyone to watch their draft. Did you watch the NBA draft? I a mean, a little bit of it. Yeah, I mean, like Wembenya. It, it was
1: mostly mostly unwatchable, but,
0: but yeah, Wembenyama or whatever, like Wemby, they call him Victor Wembanyama. He's yeah. uh, out of France, and I mean, uh, I don't know if he's good.
1: Public enemy number one of all the Britney Spears fans out there. Yeah. Which
0: that that story got crazy super fast, and that it looked like she reached out to just touch him and like get his attention. The guard hit her hand away and she may have hit herself with her hand when he hit it away. It's a total classic. Why are you hitting yourself moment going on? And, and a lot of people super care.
1: And also too, too, why is she approaching him? She's got her own security detail. She's also famous, famous people. Let's, let's, let's not go down this rabbit trail, Uh -uh. but here we go. Remember when she first got her, um, let go from her what was that called Uh,
0: she had a guardianship
1: guardianship because she had a
0: mental breakdown and was found not competent to manage her affairs by a doctor
1: anything like that yeah Yeah, she she ran up to someone with a security detail in vegas and (laughs) i mean at this point and speaking in a british accent too is also what was reported (laughs) um at this point my wife you speak to french people yeah, no, no, not
0: French. Because <laughs> I've watched, I've well, watched Les Mis. That
1: was also brought up, too. What is a 20-year-old from France going to know about Britney Spears?
0: Well, I've watched Les Mis, and it's basically <laughs> a bunch of people with British accents, right? Like, that's what France <laughs> is?
1: <laughs> Great point. Great point. Oh, they always find suck. some
0: some cats weird little kid with a Cockney accent on, you know, yeah. Gavroche. well, let old people know. You're like, what is, why is he Cockney? He's a little French boy in Paris. It sounds like when so Eddie
1: does does uh, stand up in French. Anyway, yes. um, but yeah, so I mean, it's the dumbest story ever. Like, why is Brittany running up behind? And plus, it's it's just a matter. Like, I know the, the cameras can't be because Brittany is apparently going to sue this poor kid. Like, has been in the U.S. for uh, two weeks and is in this giant scandal.
0: Uh, it's, right. It's,
1: anyways, yeah, yeah anyways.
0: So back to what you're He could be interesting. Crafting. I guess my yeah. big thing is is like after Wemby. Who was the next guy you were looking to see? I mean, like, this is the problem with the NBA draft is six picks in. I don't care. Like, the Bucks made a draft I mean, pick. The Bucks had I mean, one draft NFL, pick.
1: The NFL draft is kind of the same way, too, though. Mm. I mean, let's not – it's usually, like, one or two guys. Like, who's going to be first and second? Then after that, well, there it's were,
0: like – There were three quarterbacks right away, so that was immediately interesting right off the bat. And then there's – I don't know. I'm
1: just saying, that, but that's also – you know, that's 32 teams in seven rounds. You know, and somehow the NFL keeps it entertaining until round seven, when the washout rate right after no. the first round. After the third the round, it loses the first a lot. Round is fifty percent? I think. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's I, like the washout rate for the whole draft is like eighty percent. I
0: know? think that well, usually we, after we, about the third round, it starts losing juice because even they don't even announce everybody who comes up. They just show it at the bottom of the you know on the K Ron.
1: I mean, the NBA's got two rounds and thirty teams. I mean, and, it's, and nobody
0: cares about the second round at all, which is the only thing the Bucks got here.
1: But 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 the NBA is really cashing in on the got uh, 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 Jokic aspect. Like everybody passed on Jokic once. Yeah, he was drafted mid second round, and now you know, like even Bucks fans are huge on Marshawn Bosham, who was a late.
0: Who First maybe will be allowed to play now that he's got a different coach.
1: <laughs> he's looked good in
0: yes. Summer League at least. So, yeah, we got that going for him.
1: That goes back to that argument. Like, would would Giannis have been allowed to play if Bud was the coach when he got there? Mm-hmm. And not Jason Kidd, who's crazy. Right. And just kept throwing him out there, you know? <laughs> like, but, uh, but uh, right. yeah, no, it's a uh, – He's I, an I insane mean,
0: person, yeah. I,
1: I give it to the NBA for um, at least trying. And making huh. something out of it because I, their draft is, and, and they can do it better than the end than anyone can. The thing about the NBA draft is super confusing. Is like tr- draft pick number three for the Trailblazers via the uh, Supersonics versus via the Hartford Whalers, via the <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning, via the Kansas City Chiefs, via the blah 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 is point forward. Da-da-da-da. I know that was the craziest sentence I think I've ever strung together was in my good. life, but you know, but it's no, that's like, not
0: true. You've you've had some big you've had some doozies, we'll say this, but yeah,
1: yeah well, most off the air, but anyhow, but like, yeah, the <laughs> it's like
0: it's some of like, your weirder some, sentences are 100% sometimes, true. Sometimes
1: you don't even know who the next draft pick is, like when it's draft pick before,
0: yeah. Well, here's yeah. the thing is like, I'm, I'm looking at the draft right now. Right. Um. of the first seven picks, three of them are... No, no, two of them. Two of them are somebody I watched in college. Right. Okay, so I mean, like, I've got the Metropolitans 92, which is the the French team that Wemby was playing with, but also yeah. Bilal Koulibaly. Koulibaly? Uh, I don't know him right. either because I never watched a minute of him play uh, for the Metropolitans 92. Um two of these guys are brothers who played for overtime elite that sounds like i stole them out of a video game gave them consciousness and put them on a basketball court amon thompson and ausar thompson and then scoot anderson or scoot henderson out of g league g league ignite it's scoot. like scoot That's, well well now, now, now,
1: now scoot he was uh he was one that uh uh Decided not to go to college and just go to the G League. So yes
0: yeah, so, I mean, like that's what he's doing. He was getting paid, and then, then the Blazers draft him number three overall. Uh, Brandon Miller from Alabama goes two, and Anthony Black from Arkansas goes six. And the others in the top seven are all guys I, I'd never watched because they're they're not on TV. They didn't play for a university, or they played somewhere else, and maybe they're good, but I have no idea, and I'm Why? not interested in watching that because I don't know who they are. There's no buildup for any of these guys except for Wemby. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Well, uh, well
1: and, and now and now it's, it, the NBA draft has become the in, international harvester, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just... Come on, that's a better job well,
0: than you thought. Right.
1: International it. harvester. Right, right no, I mean, it's literally like it's a whole bunch of people you've never heard of. Right. Because there's scouts all over the place. And, I mean, and, 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 the, and it also falls into that NBA fans are way more casual than football fans are. Like, well, it's
0: like baseball and fo- fo- the...
1: Football, football fans are... Football fans, even the casual football fan, seem my wife seems to know more about that, you know, and she's recently gotten into Bucks games and watching the Bucks because she thinks it's cool. She was never exposed to pro basketball growing up in Superior, Wisconsin, because they the Tim the Timberwolves didn't even exist until right, she was a yeah. freshman in high school, right? Yeah. And so but even at the same time, like I ask her something about the Packers, she knows something more about the Packers. Just because she's always been around football, it's ingrained in our social blood. Um, yeah, every, basketball fans are mostly casual because it's a simple game, it's and there not are only hard.
0: there may be a lot of you know thirty teams and all that, but there are only five positions, mm-hmm. which is a, a big thing there that matters because there are just fewer places to fit somebody onto. There's, I mean. An NFL roster is drafting seven rounds, but they got fifty-three people on that roster. I mean, that includes a punter, a kicker, and a long snapper, but fifty other positions than that. Uh, and so it's like, okay, there's a lot of places to put seven rounds of draft play onto a team, especially if you're a bad team. Uh, so a fifth-round guy might be super interesting. Um,
1: and, and, and because and because everything comes from college football and in the NFL, there's no outside sources for it. I mean, scouting, scouting for football outside of the United States is bare minimum, like hardly at all, right? They might have a couple international scouts, mostly up in Canada, probably, you know, but where else are they scouting? I mean, the NBA is like, you don't like, especially now with the international players and the way the international game has, and congratulations to basketball for becoming so international, but like you don't know. The NBA has scouts all over the world, in every country, they've got people down in Africa. I mean, we're just on oh. a flyer of a chance, you know, that they find somebody, you know. I mean, how did they find Giannis? How do you find well, that guy? Well, you've and also, I mean, like, the, you've seen the documentaries. Yes. It's like, how do you find that dude? And now, everybody, once you find him, once you find Jokic, once you find Doncic, you know, all of a sudden, everybody's like, and now, all of a sudden, the three best players in the world are all foreign. And everybody's like, well, got to start looking outside the United States. Bye. And, you know, <laughs> and now it, it's it's that's that's the other problem is like, you don't know who anybody in the draft is because of that.
0: Yeah. I, I, I want to do something. Uh, your, your,
1: your yeah was a very unconvincing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean. it's, it's interesting because obviously like baseball, like baseball is drafting an infinite number of rounds like they will draft right. for, for six weeks, I think. Um, yeah, I may or may not be on, right. on that. Right? I might be wrong, but it is still going on. This is that part is correct. Um, right. But uh, at the same time, uh, I just uh, uh, the, the, the baseball does have a, a very large group of people to pick from. Right. Like mm-hmm. they have uh, the entire Caribbean. They have South America. They have they have several teams of Europe that they are looking at. Um, they're not as good in Europe well, well, for at baseball. Right, well,
1: right now it's basically North America, Central America, South America, and Southeast and Asia. Asia. Yeah, a lot I mean, of Asia, for Asian the most part. I mean, and then you know you get the uh, occasional Kepler who plays for the Twins, who was from Germany.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, you know. but yeah, it's mostly those other guys are, are better at it than the Europeans. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I
1: just—it's basically all the countries that don't play cricket. <laughs> and I'm not
0: kidding. No, I'm not, ki- <laughs> That's I'm not kidding. That's a good point. I love you. that.
1: It, it is all the countries that don't play cricket. Okay. And that's not even a lie. I mean, there's no Austra- – I mean, well, I, there are Australian baseball players. There's a, a pretty guy Nilsson, who played for the Brewers for a while, came from Australia. So there is some Australian baseball. But, I mean, for the most part, it's like it's it's all the countries that don't play cricket, you know. So there you go.
0: Okay. Observation. I just I just want to do this since since I've got the NBA draft up here. I I think they say,
1: pull pull my brain out of my head and scan it to see what's going on. That would
0: be awesome, too. I don't know if I want to know that much. I just want to know that. Did
1: you know that JFK's brain has been missing for like 30 years? I I don't know any of that. That's (laughs) so weird. (laughs) Anyways, I just heard Uh, that today, too. That's so weird. Anyhow,
0: I just want to go through some of this. This is, you know, like they do the, you know, everybody knows the East West Shrine game bit with uh, Key and Peel and all this. Yeah. Man, the NBA draft, though wins on the name level to to yeah, uh, scoot to to henderson that. that's awesome uh i gotta love jet howard god <laughs> that's, that's such a good name grady dick of course was drafted Jesus kobe buffkin which sounds like if you you tried to cr- go into the video game and make like a super ripped kobe bryant kobe buffkin um this guy brandon posjenski uh that's awesome. I love seeing a Polish name in, in basketball. Ma- Dick. Uh, uh, yeah, Grady Dick <laughs> uh out of Kansas. K U. Uh, but uh here's one here's one other local one though. Uh Olivier Maxis Prosper, who we know is okay, from yeah. Quebec. He is Quebecois. Uh, Olivier mm-hmm. Maxis Prosper, uh or Omax, as everyone called him, uh was drafted number twenty-four overall uh by the Kings and then traded to the Mavericks. Uh, so hopefully that goes as well as it did. Uh, shoot, I'm trying to think. Uh, point guard for the Badgers who played for the Mavericks, Devin Harris. Yeah, uh, who played there and had a fantastic career with the Mavericks. Uh, also, yeah, De- yeah, uh, Finley really played for the Mavericks for a little bit too, I believe. Right? Didn't Finley go? There? Didn't Finley play for the Mavericks for a little bit too?
1: Oh, that's where Finley was drafted. That's where he did his biggest yeah. damage in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Air Finley, that dude could jump, man. Do you remember yeah. how that dude could fly?
0: Finley and Griffin, Rashad Griffin, who played his entire career in Turkey, uh, for professional mm-hmm. basketball. Those guys were so good that that really created the new program for Wisconsin and, and got them back into being something mm-hmm. good. Modern, uh, modern, like,
1: modern NBA, modern NBA basketball. Chuck Finley, I believe I would have to say this is probably the best Badger to play NBA basketball.
0: He might be, yeah, that's a good point. Um, James Naji. N N A J I who played for F C Barcelona or Barcelona because it's you know Castilian, you have got to get the yeah, accent.
1: It's 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 a, it's it's a, it's a soft Spanish, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's got the, the, the little list to that. So, so I don't know, but yeah, that's a fun name too. I like that. Uh Ryan Rupert, R-A-Y-A-N, City Sisoko, S I D Y City, uh Mojave King. I mean, that is a brandy – no, I'm sorry. That is a um, tequila name if I've ever heard one. Mojave King. Maybe he says Mojave, kind of like how Kyrie uh, calls himself Kyrie. But it's Kyrie Irving. I know what I've read. I know my my Greek. I mean, I don't, but I know that Greek. Um, Just so many great names. Uh, And then, of course, the guy the Bucks drafted, Chris Livingston, who – I mean – out of Kentucky, uh, was a, a an All American McDonald's All American who went to Kentucky and played well. He's the 58th pick in the draft. The Bucks get him. Um, he's a guy. We'll see what we can do with him. I'm not. I mean, it's hard to get too excited about that. Andre Jackson Jr. was drafted by the Magic out of UConn. Uh, and then traded to the Bucks uh, as well. So those are a couple names the Bucs added, even though they just had the the very last pick in the draft this year. It's all they had. Uh, so you know, just a couple names to think about. They're not. I don't expect anything from them. Quite honestly, when I look at the Bucks right now, I am waiting for them to do something, because a team that got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, they changed coaches, but what else are you doing? And and maybe. Maybe friend of the show Pete will come in and tell me I'm insane, um, which which is really his wheelhouse, um, and honestly, what he should do. Um,
1: oh, he's back <laughs> from Africa now too, by the way. So. Oh,
0: okay. Well, that'd be good. Welcome we'll, home, we'll, Pete. Hopefully, we'll have him back on here soon uh, to talk about. Maybe we can talk about why Chris Livingston isn't an, is an incredible steal. Uh, I think it's a nice pick. I mean, he's a he's a good player. He can play. He's not a nobody. Uh, for being Mr. Irrelevant in the NBA draft, for whatever that's worth, he's he's a good player and well thought of. He was a the FIBA MVP of the under-16 championship game. So I was like, okay, well, he's played internationally. He's been around. Uh, that's pretty impressive. He was one of the best players in the country in that group. He went to Kentucky and started as a freshman and immediately came out, and the Bucks get him late. So that's that's nice. I don't know that it matters, but it'll be – you know, a guy to think about as we're we're looking forward at this team, and who do we want to cut off this team? So that'll be fun. But yeah. Hey, so
1: uh, hey, who was that Badgers player we were talking about that played for the Mavericks?
0: Finley, well, or Devin Harris? Yeah, Did
1: Devin I say Harris. Chuck? Did I say Chuck Finley again?
0: Uh, I didn't hear you say Chuck, but I know we were talking about. Finley. I, th- I
1: think I think I've called him Chuck Finley every single time. <laughs> I've been... Michael Finley, anyway, Michael Finley not, yeah, yeah. not the Angels pitcher, Michael I mean, I, Finley. So. Uh, Speaking of which, right. so, yeah, no, all, no, he did uh, all of his damage was uh, he was drafted by Phoenix, but uh, oh, right. yeah, all of his damage went in his all-star, his all-star years were with Dallas. And uh, yeah, he had, oh. he had a pretty good career. So,
0: well, we'll stick with Badgers then. Thank you, Aaron, for handing me okay, my, my thing. This is, segway, we'll, yes. We Yay. planned the segues. No, um, but the the Badger football team gets a huge uh, pick in their uh, 2024 class They add in Darian Dupree Who we talked about a couple weeks ago Is somebody who is coming up uh, He's a four star running back And I think I've seen several places That said he's the highest rated Running back recruit they've ever gotten Which seems crazy to me But still uh, He's going to be the guy who replaces Braylon Allen After Braylon Allen leaves this year I guess what will be interesting is seeing uh, Are they going to red shirt him Which means they'll play him in four games Uh, And then let him go because that's how the rules work. Uh, Or are they going to actually put him into the rotation and get him some touches this year? Because we we do still have Chesma Lucy got a medical redshirt. So Chesma Lucy's back. Braylon Allen's back. We're going to see what this uh, offense looks like now. We also added a bunch of wide receiver talent for this year with the uh, transfer portal and such. So, good. yeah. I mean, like, this is the guy, though, next year. Next year, uh, the 2024 class... Well, I mean, yeah, I guess he's 2024 20, class, so he won't do anything. He'll be coming in as a freshman after Braylon Allen leaves after his junior year, because he's gone, uh, and should be. Um, but yeah, no, it's fun. Uh, if, I don't know if everyone's also watched this. You should go try to follow a bunch of the Badger lifting coaches because they have made that weight room <sighs> super fun. They've been playing with like loud music, flashing lights, as Braylon Allen is in there doing squats and deadlifts, and, and you know, I mean everybody else too, but. Getting, getting the whole team behind every single one of these maxes has just been, it's been fun to watch them get in there and get amped for these workouts while they're getting ready. Uh, training camp, so we'll actually start August 1st for uh, so I, the Badgers.
1: You said that, you said this so that Braylon Allen's going to be gone.
0: After right his junior away. year, yeah.
1: After his junior year, as well he should be. Mm-hmm. With the way the running backs are paid in the NFL these days, though, is there an outside chance he might stick around because he can make more NIL money?
0: Maybe in, I mean but, college
1: football. I mean, this is a real question.
0: No, I, that, I mean, that's a legitimate especially question, the,
1: especially the way running backs are being paid now, and the fact that Delvin Cook did he sign yet? With anybody? no, he,
0: I haven't seen him go anywhere. He's yeah, he's kind of spent. That guy's remember, Dalvin I mean, Cook has not, had a I ton mean, of injuries.
1: Spent, spent, but yeah, I mean, he's had he's a ton had, of
0: injuries as he's gone through. But yeah, um,
1: so I mean, maybe he's better off sticking around an extra year or two, making a couple million in college before going to the NFL and signing his, you know, rookie deal, you know, that pays probably less than he's making on NIL money.
0: Yeah. But I mean, he'll still get, he can still get deals to make commercials in the NFL. He can still do some of that.
1: No, it depends on where he's at.
0: Yeah. It'll depend kind of what's happening. And if he's popular enough to get anything, the big thing I guess I would say is he's going to go and, and why it's probably still a better idea is, running backs really they have a shelf life and some of it is tied to how many carries do you have which is right. why i think at this point to start worrying about what the rest of jonathan taylor's career looks like i mean last year he was the only running back since ap to be worth talking about as an mvp candidate right i mean he was everywhere and insane i mean that's uh, why that's why it's, that's why it's
1: yeah. a legitimate talk like
0: but you only have so many carries you want you want most of them to be in the NFL, right? But if
1: you're from a if you're from, if you're from a big school, I mean, Wisconsin's not necessarily the biggest school, but like somewhere like Alabama or something like that, you could potentially make more money being in college than you could in the NFL.
0: Maybe, but With I think those they touches, will...
1: and still get drafted and then get washed out after that. But
0: but you want those NFL touches, right? I mean, like if that's this is what you've been doing, you've been talking about this is this is your career. Don't you want to? Have those touches in the NFL? Don't you want to talk about being a, an NFL Hall of Famer, possibly, if you think you can do it?
1: No, nah, no, no. There's not. There's going to be. You want to be on the, Madden? There's going to be. There's going to be. There's after after Adrian Peterson. There's not going to be any NFL Hall of Fame running backs for twenty years.
0: Well, I don't know about that. Who we'll else? see to see. What uh, after
1: Adrian Peterson.
0: After Adrian Peterson. Let's see who are the. I'm trying to think who else is out right now. Now I'm on the spot because I did not prepare for this question, but I just uh, well. You know Aaron Jones, obviously. Um. Okay, that's the
1: most Packer <laughs> fan answer ever. But yeah, no, yeah, no, think I about don't. It. Think um, about it. There was something that was talked about on a podcast I was listening to the other day. Like after Adrian Peterson, who's the next? Who who right now is a Hall of Fame candidate at running back? Travis Henry? Maybe.
0: Yeah, Travis Henry's got to be in that conversation. Maybe going there. I
1: mean, but it's going to be based on a very short. It's going to have to be. The, it's going to have to be the Gale Sayers timeline.
0: That's going to be. You know, most guys from here are out. Is,
1: though, is, like, is it just going to be that running backs get an exemption? Like, otherwise, well, otherwise, we're not, not going to put any running backs in the Hall of Fame. You're going to compare. Nobody's going to well, the, yeah. nobody's gonna get to the numbers that like Barry Sanders did.
0: Well, no, but a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame never touched those numbers. He's the he's probably the second greatest running back of all time. But
1: I'm just saying, nobody's ever going to break those running back numbers.
0: No, it's, nobody it's will done. ever break it's, the it's, record. It's done. It's over with. Until nobody's, they completely nobody's, change the league.
1: Get, there's never going to be another Curtis Martin. There's not going to be another Frank Gore. Like, because teams will cut bait on any running back as soon as they can right now. Like, it's just.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it,
1: it, It's going to be a problem too, sooner or later, because it's devaluing the, 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 the position so much that no kid with any athletic talent is going to want to be a running back. Because running backs in high school and college are cool, but you can't make it past college. Once you make it past college, you're not going to make any money. You're just going to make that first contract, and that's it. Nobody's going to resign you. I mean, yes. the Packers resigned Aaron Jones. They don't use him, but they resigned him. You know, so I mean, it's it, it's, it's it's a problem.
0: I think I'm trying to look at some of these guys on here. McCaffrey's got a sh- outside shot of maybe uh, getting McCaffrey,
1: there. McCaffrey, you want to talk about injuries? McCaffrey is a joke. I mean, it's...
0: I know, but he's only part way through his career, and he's got no. He's some...
1: done. He's done. He's Oof. got probably one or two more years in him, and that's it.
0: I don't know. I think that in a forty nine er system, he's got a chance to be something special. No,
1: He's going to be done by the end of next year.
0: All right. Well, I disagree with you, but okay.
1: I mean, he can't stay healthy. It's it's the same thing.
0: Well, he had I mean, one injured season, so I don't know if no. that's necessary. Um trying to think of the other guys on this list here. I'm just looking at guys who are currently playing. Uh, Najee Harris would have to have a massive change in his career because he had a great first year and the second year really fell off. Mm-hmm. Taylor, if he can avoid injuries, he's got an outside chance. Barkley, if he could come back from injuries. He had a great year last year, which is really his first really great year, to be honest. I mean, he's I mean, going to have like to do six, some he's stuff. He's
1: already, like, what, six years in?
0: Uh Five, maybe? Or yeah, five four? or six years
1: in. And that was his first really good year that wasn't injury riddled. Man,
0: Nick Chubb, though, he could be something If he can stay like but what like he I does, said, he puts going, a big number. Which numbers. one of those
1: are going to the Hall of Fame?
0: Chubb might be a guy depending. It really depends. He plays for the Browns. Well, that doesn't affect his numbers, obviously. They,
1: no, no, they'll ruin him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's true. You're, you're just going with, like everybody's gonna be ruined I mean, eventually I mean, they
1: sunk they sunk a whole bunch of money into a quarterback that is not gonna work out and you know guaranteed all of it and they're gonna be hand-strung by that for the next ten years so
0: well I'm I've sure. been told that I mean uh we've got uh this was a bit uh gosh now I'm blowing on B. john Robinson because uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. uh I don't think he's gonna be anything but I mean like everybody's telling me he's gonna be great um yeah. Yeah, let's see. I'm just trying to find some other people who are still out there. Fred Taylor's still out there. Eddie George is still God, out Fred there. God, Fred Taylor's still playing? No, no. I mean, he's not in the Hall of oh, Fame, though. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. No, not in the Hall of Fame. yet. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, just like of the current people. Like, yeah. He I, I, Adrian Peterson is, like, still kicking around out there, too. Like, yeah. still trying to get a job. No, Marshawn's
0: still not in, either.
1: Well, Sean yeah, McCoy was not interesting but, else, but, also, but also retired. He'll get in. Marshawn Lynch will get in.
0: LaShawn well, McCoy might get in. You know what I think? Who has a chance? I mean, and it's way too early to really know. I think Isaiah Pacheco is massively undervalued in this league. He should have, quite honestly, should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know that I'm gonna get, I would get massive feedback on this, but uh, the, if you go back and watch that game, the the Chiefs were throwing hard early and went down big, and then they handed off all second half. And yes, yes. They threw the touchdowns for Pat Mahomes. Okay, he completed the touchdown passes, but those drives, those drives are running drives.
1: Yeah, but Pacheco's just like every other good running back on any Super Bowl team. Except for was They cy- ad- They're they recycled. Yeah, but on. just I mean, James White should have been. James White should have been an MVP of a Super Bowl too.
0: He should have been. Yeah, he where's should James have been?
1: White? Where's James White now?
0: Well, he retired. He played in the league for like a decade almost.
1: Not even. But I mean, how good was? It was, he close. Like, it was close. It was close because good. it was close. I mean, it was. He was close, there when I was in school was good, but, a decade but, I mean, ago. But, but I'm just, but I'm just saying, like that's like, but that's it. Like he's, you know, they they use him like that, you know, and you know, and he was, but, a, he, and he and it, and he came in that quick after uh, Edward Solaire, who was going to be the next big thing, and they're probably yeah, going to be off terrible. him now. Yeah, Edward Solaire was
0: terrible, and he was never good, and he never should have been up where he was. But uh, I mean that's that was the thing though.
1: I mean that's that's how fast they recycle him now.
0: Well, like, I mean he was terrible. Like, Edwards Alair is not could... a good running back. That's that's why he got replaced so quickly is he's not good at football. So I
1: mean but they but they also have Jet McKinnon too, you know, who, you know, it's McKinnon's just life. it's just it's just it's just a complete I mean McKinnon has some huge I mean McKinnon was worth keeping on your fantasy football team last year because he, yeah. he had big games. I mean, that dude's a, almost a decade into the into the NFL too, but it's like yeah, I mean, where are you at with running back
0: thing? Yeah, running backs uh, are get, different. Remember, like several years ago, if you were drafting your fantasy football team, you went running back first. It was always oh, running I know. back I,
1: I took Saquon Barkley first overall.
0: <laughs> but right now, because if you go look told at me, I had to. And I'm looking at the league. standard uh, uh, rankings there for there Yahoo right now.
1: I took Ed McCaffrey, and I was wrong as well. Yeah,
0: but standard rankings right now for uh, Yahoo, Jamar Chase and, J- and Justin Jefferson are two and three. And then well, Kelsey well Kelsey is top ten. So LSU,
1: yeah.
0: He's eighth, and then right behind him are Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill. So that is five of the top ten. So the, there's only five running backs in the top ten on Yahoo right now, and that's Barkley, Bijan Robinson, <laughs> who is going to share snaps with guys out there. So I don't understand that at all, because mm-hmm. they had a guy who rushed for a thousand yards last year. Drafting Bijan Robinson made no sense because they already. Draft a guy last year in uh, Algier who rushed for a thousand yards, even though he didn't play in like the first five games. Then Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, and Christian McCaffrey is the number one uh, rated guy
1: because in it, there. It's, 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 it, it it, it's because of a, a decade of being told that you have to take
0: mm-hmm.
1: a running back early. And when you get that first chance in the draft to take a running back early, you go, like, and everyone's like, yeah, you got to take their running back first. I mean, prime Rodgers, I was like, I was told, no, don't take Rodgers. You got to wait till the third round for a quarterback. Take a running back first.
0: Yeah, because the difference. Like,
1: okay, yeah. But it's such a huge gamble because if you, it, yeah, because he, be he might be broke in week two. It's the, the gap
0: out. between one and two is the biggest thing. But yeah, also running backs get hurt way more than quarterbacks because you can't touch the I mean, quarterbacks.
1: Re- Re- McCaffrey's been the most disappointing fantasy football player in the last five years. Oof. I'm just saying. No, I'm dead serious
0: on that. Okay. No, i so.
1: It's because he's so hit or miss. When's the last time you took him in our league?
0: I've never been able to take him in our league. I always draft towards the end. Right. Exactly. No, I mean he's always gone. Because yeah, he's never first second.
1: And I was was only first overall because I was eighth, and i had the best record of the least. That's the only reason why I had that record. Aaron is
0: picking year. 15th out of 16 picks this year. Yes, yes I am. I've never, I am the um,
1: Vikings of our league.
0: Right. But. Uh, but uh, know, I mean, like, the, yeah, that's the thing is like you look at some of this and I think the biggest change in running back is also that Um. everybody watched LaDainian Tomlinson and Marshall, or Marshall Falk. And that Marshall is the Falk, new yeah. that is the new idea for what a running back needs to be. You can't be Adrian Peterson anymore. Unless you really, I mean, unless you are actually Adrian and Hughes. honest
1: got and Scott, like if the Packers I, and I really hope they do this year, if, if Jones was used like how he should be, he could be used like that, like how Falk, Falk and Lynch yes. were, and that's how I running backs need Lynch to be Lynch, used now. Falk, Marsh, Mar- which Mar- is why,
0: which Mar- is why Mar- Tony Falk. Pollard is replacing Ezekiel Elliott because Ezekiel Elliott is a up the middle between the like, tackles, pure runner, and and Tony Pollard can do all of it, and he may like, not be as better as good a pure traditional running back but he's a way better pass catcher which is why james white should be considered for the hall of fame because he is that guy he is he is a marshall faulk prototype even though he's smaller but he's that type he he was a massively important pass catcher although on a team that ran three running backs at all times um but i mean that made rex burkhead fantasy relevant in some ways who's
1: who's the guy that played for the patriots and then ended up down with the saints
0: at running back,
1: yeah, at running back, He's um, really
0: good. He an, I'm not going to think of it right back. now. We'll, we'll think of it at yeah, some other point. Scat, but yeah,
1: another scat bat like a scat back like that. Not Sproles. Sproles was in the league forever too. But those dudes, I mean, honestly, like Sproles is is, is a tiny on, uh or uh, Marshall Falk. Yeah, like he was too small. He wasn't as big, so he couldn't do the same things. But I mean, those are the guys that last. Aaron Jones is going to last because they're not running up between the tackles.
0: But Josh Jacobs I mean, was that guy until they decided to just use him like crazy last year as they burned him out. Um, right, and we'll see what and, they I mean. Some. And
1: the Packers, shame on them, probably used wasted Jones' worst years, like yeah. with with Far playing hero ball. Like it's fourth and one, uh, let's hand it off to um, Alan Lazard on the end around. Or hey, it's third and two, I'm gonna uncork one fifty yards down the field on a hail mary <laughs> to Alan Lazard. You know, instead of just like tossing it out to i mean the packers have i mean hopefully jones has some left in the tank because i think this year it'll it'll work out for him but anyways right. but back to this what we're All talking right.
0: about. well and let's do this because we are we are Sorry, running, we have we have derailed. we're gone way over and i and we're not going to do a last call but i want to throw one little thing at the end of this only because it was wisconsin adjacent and well, here, it bears it being do, talked do, about do,
1: do, 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 last call Lasville, right, John, right. it's essentially
0: that but yes pat fitzgerald fired today after being, suspended, after being suspended for two weeks in the middle of July, prior yes. to training camps, they, they were going to suspend him for two weeks in a month where there are no practices. Um, but yes, it seems that there has been just somehow uh, like Northwestern, and, and, and God bless Northwestern, Northwestern is a fantastic university. I mean, like, like I would have gone there if they'd have accepted me. That is a fantastic school. I have a, fr- I have a couple friends who went there. It is an incredible school. It is a great institution of learning. Um, and they have been able to do some good things in football the last couple of years in terms of winning, we'll say. Uh, and, but at the same time, it appears there has been massive misconduct throughout this program. And I don't want to get into a ton of it because we try to keep this G-rated. Yes, But there was a Shrek list that was put on a whiteboard that there are photos of. How did you not know that people would take photos of stuff? Uh, And Mm. people were embarrassed and were massively harassed to degrees that are not appropriate in any just normal workplace in any way. And somebody did make a great point that, uh, you know, what would have stopped all this is the ability of a player's union. If the players could create a union, they could fight for better workplace conditions than what they're given because this situation first off it appears Fitzgerald fully knew because several players now several players now have said that he would clap in a certain way over the heads of players that needed to be added to this list um, who would then be harassed and in many ways assaulted by other players on the team And they put out a statement by players that wasn't really signed. And we're not sure who wrote it, but it's saying that all the players felt this was exaggerated and outdone. But, of course, many of those players were either bystanders or part of the problem. So it's hard to have that. like It's current players. But now that it's been confirmed by several current and former players that there's been massive problems throughout this, and the worst part is that Northwestern has a fantastic journalism school, right? Like, how many ESPN people wor- went to Northwestern? A lot Almost of, them. All of them. A yeah, lot that's, of them. That's, that's why they all hate Or Wisconsin. Syracuse. I or mean, Syracuse. That's why
1: ESPN hates, hates true, Wisconsin, too. True, is true. They're all, from, they're all from, it's no surprise. But, right. And, 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 and to what you are just telling me now, too, is that, like, if I remember correctly, wasn't it Northwestern players that were the first ones to advocate for getting paid to play? Uh, Among them
0: for football players, they were trying to. They were the
1: the ones that really started spurring the NIL.
0: And they were trying to get a union going out of there. So, yeah, they were trying to do some of that stuff.
1: I mean, they're smart kids. There's no doubt about that.
0: The president at Northwestern suspended him for two weeks in July, which doesn't mean anything, until the student newspaper actually did their work and found that it was massively prevalent and that everybody knew about it. And that the president hadn't actually done any significant work in looking at this stuff or what the law firm found that they asked to investigate it, because the law firm found that most of these were substantiated and probably happened. And uh, so, yeah, uh, the fact that their own law school, their own, pardon me, their own journalism school, which touts, you know, they tout constantly how good their journalism school is, continued to put forward. All the information about how terrible they were at this and how bad this was is terrible. And now also comes out the information that the baseball coach is also being uh, investigated. Uh, So Northwestern having a day, having a week, because, yes, the baseball program now also apparently being reported for uh, creating a a system of... uh, Terrible environment, a harassing environment in which people felt unsafe, and it, so yes, lots of problems at that school right now. will say this,
1: the uh, Northwestern Athletic Department has moved to remove the journalism department entirely from Northwestern campus.
0: You want to know an odd fact?
1: More news at John. More news at Ten John.
0: Right. An odd fact. Uh, Northwestern. Most most major universities have an innocence project. It's almost always handled by their their law school. Trying, like, University of Wisconsin has a, a massive law, uh, innocence project at the law school in the Frank Remington Center, where students work with attorneys to try to work with people who have they who claim that they have been falsely convicted and try to work to see if they can exonerate them. Uh, and sometimes they do, most of the times, there's the, not much they can do because a lot of times those people aren't actually right, uh, but they work at it. All right, they work to try to make sure that people who have been falsely convicted get a chance. To be heard uh, at Northwestern, it's actually run by their journalism school, which makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. And it's been weird. And they've done a lot of weird stuff about it because they don't actually know how the process works. Hmm. Um, so it's that part is odd to me. But generally speaking, the journalism school is a top-notch journalism school. And there's no way around that. And they have been the ones who have been spearheading making this known. And so good on the students at Northwestern. The student standing up for other students at Northwestern. And it, it, at the end of the day, I still do think the world of that academic institution. And I wouldn't try to out that, but I, uh, it's well-documented how much I don't like uh, Fitzgerald. And Jesse by the way, Fitzgerald. he was, yeah, Fitzgerald was almost hired to be a Packers coach. Almost like it's that close because Murphy loves him and there was talk that he might be the next president. Uh, and so, yeah, dodge that bullet because that guy's a creep and is full-on into this this kind of feeling that, that you can just treat people like that. Well,
1: now you make me question Mark Murphy.
0: That's fair. That's a fair thing to do, uh, knowing everything yeah, about like
1: him. He, he's, he, he's huge into this guy, full well knowing One. exactly how he conducts business.
0: And Darren Ravel stood up for him today, which is exactly what you think of Darren Ravel, and what you should think about Darren Ravel, who called for Art Briles to be fired immediately, but says, "I don't want to question this guy. I know him, and I, I, he's a friend of mine, and goes to Northwestern like I did." I'm like, should have stayed out of this one, Darren. Darren Ravel is kind of creepy at times, but that's fine. Either way. That's what we have for you this week. We've gone a little long this week. We had oddly plenty to say since we got to talk about a little bit of recruiting. We got to talk about, you know, our, our Big Ten adjacent stories. Uh, it, we it talked baseball.
1: It is, it, it, it is odd how we somehow come up with our like hour and a half long podcast during this.
0: <laughs> well, during Isn't the Packer it? season, sometimes we make two podcasts. But here is the other thing I just want to say before we sign off today. I got the the note uh, actually. This podcast, this one right here, Aaron. This is our two hundred fifty first podcast. What two hundred fifty first? We hit two hundred fifty last week. I didn't know it till after we posted. Oh my
1: god, we're we're a quarter of the way to a thousand.
0: Yeah, right. We've got I don't know thousands and thousands of downloads. It's it's been a, a fun trip. I'm so glad I have shared it with you, Aaron, because oh, I I love you, not. man. You're you're like a brother to me in so many ways. We have shared some <laughs> of our worst days together, uh, in in a couple places. So. Um, it's been great. It's been a good five years. We're coming up about to start our sixth year once we get the training camp here. And, uh, so yeah, we'll be excited about this, this, uh, coming year as well. I love you
1: too, John. And it's been, uh, it's been over one of the hardest parts of my life with the transition across the state of Wisconsin mm -hmm. and, uh, trying to keep things together. And especially with my job being gone so much, um, I know you're a super busy man too. You're a little bit more home-based than I am. I'm I'm TDY a lot more than I want to be. That's a temporary duty station for anybody else who doesn't isn't
0: I heard it be. was temporary divorce for a year. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs>
1: <clears throat> and that hasn't happened and should not happen.
0: Let's not do uh, but, that.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't be talking about that. Don't but do that. Uh, no, it's uh, um yeah, it's been and when you when you stop and think about it and like how many people actually listen to our podcast week to week, it we we're not the biggest and the best podcast and, but well, not and the biggest. Are, yeah. Not the biggest. No, but we're the best. Uh, yeah. We're the best. We're the best. Um, yeah. As I was, I was listening to the Packer day podcast and he going, God, this guy's got a juggernaut, but uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> just eat, sleeps and breeze Packer football. Yeah. But no, I mean, as friends, like between all of it and especially with Josh helping out tubing where he is in his life now being, you know, in high school and stuff like that. Like, we've kept this going and when you look at like how how many like everybody has a podcast these days and there's all sorts of different podcasts all over the place like we've kept it going like and we're like we've got to be like in the top 10 percentile of most like for weekly podcasts so just keep going like most podcasts don't make it that long most podcasts don't make it past 10 episodes so
0: well that's good all right, thank you, everybody, uh, for 250 episodes. A lot of you have stuck with us or or joined us somewhere along the way. Uh, we're grateful to have you with us. We're we're so just I guess thankful for, for all the support uh, through the years. Uh, we're reminding you again that you can follow us on Twitter at Scannie Johnny Pod, at Not So Humble Host, and at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always. On Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Johnny one or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening, and on Wisconsin.